Welcome to the Newberry Tart Podcast. Your hosts, Marcy and Jenny, are talking and drinking their way through Newberry award-winning books, past and present. Hi, and welcome back to Newberry Tart. I'm Marcy. I'm Jenny. And we're here today with the author of Paperboy, the Newberry Honor Book in 2014, Vince Fodder. Hi, Vince. Hi there. Thanks so much for joining us today. So were you a paper boy when you were young? Well, uh, just like in the book, um, I was a paper boy uh, for that one month. Uh, and so the book uh, 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 is largely based uh, on my childhood. So, uh, yeah, it seems like I've heard from <laughs> from hundreds of paper boys across the country. There's a lot of a lot of old paper boys out there. <laughs> <laughs> you clearly do put so much of yourself into this character. Was it difficult to put that kind of childhood vulnerability on the page for people to read? Uh, uh, you know, uh, it really wasn't. Uh, this was a book uh, that I didn't start writing uh, until I was about uh, 60 years old. But... Um, I knew I was going to write it. I had thought about uh, writing it for uh, really as long as I can remember. And so it was all, uh, when I started writing it, it was almost a kind of a release. Uh, and and I felt uh, good about it. So, uh, uh, so it wasn't uh, difficult at all, no. I guess a follow-up question that I would have related to that is the quote in your book where you say, my soul doesn't stutter. And even after all this time and, and mostly overcoming your stutter, does writing still feel like a way to, to let your voice be heard more freely? Uh, I think it does. Uh, yes. Uh, uh, yes. Uh, I had a, uh, a fairly uh, severe uh, stutter uh, until all I was... I would say my early uh, 30s, and then um, I started uh, looking at it like, uh, well, I I tried all types of things to try to gain uh, complete uh, fluency, and I finally uh, figured out that that what I needed to do was just to find my own voice, and so I I stopped uh, chasing uh, fluency. And I just made sure that um, I said everything I wanted to say, and I wasn't all that concerned um, about how it sounded. And uh, uh, but um, uh, I think that my stutter is probably is probably what got me into writing. Um, uh, uh, when I was young, I thought I was going to be a professional uh, baseball player. Uh, and then I found out I wasn't quite as good at baseball as I thought I was. And I said, okay, if I can't uh, th- uh, throw a baseball, uh, and since I can't talk, uh, I better uh, learn how to write. And, and so I think that's what, uh, uh, I think that's what uh, got me on that path, yes. Is Victor's move of dropping the pencil something that you would do, or did you have something similar? Oh, no, no that's all me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, just about, well, well uh, every, 
uh, single action in the book, which uh, which deals with uh, stuttering, uh, uh, is purely me. Uh, uh, if you recall, uh, the, uh, there's a scene in the book uh, where uh, where I went out to eat uh, with my parents, and I got embarrassed, and I I, I threw up all over the table. Uh, that happened to me. Um, I would uh, lose my breath uh, and pass out uh, trying uh, to say my name. Um, and I would keep a thumbtack uh, in my pocket uh, any time I had to uh, uh, speak in class or read aloud or something like that. Uh, and I would jam that thumbtack uh, right into the palm of my hand, uh, you know, f- f- thinking that uh, the pain of that would uh, would take away the pain of stuttering. And, of course, it never did, but... You know, when you're 12 years old, uh, you you will try about anything if you're desperate. I'll be honest, stuttering is not something that I had actually given much thought to previously, but I can only imagine this book is so specific and so personal that I can only imagine anyone who has this issue who reads this book must felt so understood. It, I think that's really nice. Well, well uh, you know, that's... That's really why I wrote the book. Uh, when I retired uh, from the newspaper business, uh, I set out to read every book that had to, to do anything uh, with stuttering. And I found, uh, and there's a, you know, quite a few books uh, with characters in them who stutter. And I found out that none of the books really went into the thought processes or or the mind of a person who stutters. And for uh, a young person, it's very, very lonely uh, just because uh, it's so hard to understand yourself and then nobody else uh, understands it. So uh, that's why I wrote the book. I figured if uh, uh, if I could help one person uh, who stutters f- feel a little less lonely, uh, th- th- then my book would be a success. Uh, and I'm so glad uh, now to know that uh, that uh, the book uh, uh, is used extensively. Uh, and, uh, in some speech therapy uh, programs. Uh, and, and so I couldn't be more happy. So the structure of the book, um, the lack of indentation on the paragraphs and the short paragraphs, is that meant to create kind of a staccato or kind of a, a rhythm? Well, yeah. Um... Uh, what I had in mind uh, when I did that was um, uh, I wanted the reader to think um, um, of a lonely boy uh, up in his room uh, uh, pouring uh, uh, his soul out. 
uh, and that's why there are no uh, quotation marks. Uh, I first had uh, a standard, uh, you know, a standard uh, type of grammar with all the quotation marks and everything. And then I decided, uh, no, I wanted to uh, strip it just as clean as I could. Uh, and and the, that goes along with the fact there are no commas in the book. Uh, uh, I'll have to say, though, I've never been a fan of commas uh, anyway. I just don't like commas. So, so I just wanted it to, to sound like um, uh, a boy just uh, pouring his soul out, and, and I didn't... Uh, I didn't want anything to stand in the way of that. I think that succeeded really well. When I was reading it, I, the lack of quotation marks took away the sense of words actually being spoken out loud. So for me, right. it made it feel silent the way that it must have been when he couldn't speak. Good. Good. Uh, one story I'll have to tell you. Uh, I was uh, speaking at a, uh, a school, and, uh, and somebody asked me, uh, uh, why there were no quotation marks in it, and I and I gave them the same reasoning, and the teacher, uh, she she kind of stood up and said, uh, "Wait, what, what? There are no quotation marks in it." And she had read the book, and she didn't even realize it. And so, <laughs> and so I was kind of proud of that. <laughs> oh my! Um, so you talked about you know your your unrealized career in baseball um, mm -hmm. and that you decided to become a writer. Um, tell mm -hmm. us a little bit about when you started out in the newspaper business. What was it like? What was the industry like? Um, and how okay. you've seen it change? Well, uh, well, uh, that's a very good question. Uh, the, the one thing I didn't realize uh, when I thought about working for a newspaper is that reporters have to talk much more than they write. Uh, and, and so I found out it was a problem. Uh, my first job with a newspaper uh, was as a sports writer. And I can't tell you uh, the problems I had. Uh, when I would have to interview a coach, uh, especially one who had just lost a game, and and of course, the last thing you wanted uh, was to answer questions uh, from a reporter, uh, uh, and so that was very difficult. And 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 I struggled with that. And uh, 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 of course, you're on deadline, and uh, and so, so it's it uh, uh, it kind of. Uh, uh, it kind of showed me I was in the real world, uh, and the real world, it wasn't going to be very nice. Uh, but, uh, 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 I did that for, uh, I guess a couple of years. Uh, uh, and then I went on the copy desk, uh, which, which, um, um, uh, I think that's where I found my calling, uh, just because I love writing headlines uh, I loved uh, tr trying to uh, clean up uh, copy, uh, make it understandable. 
um, um, and and then I loved uh, laying out pages, uh, and I loved how uh, if you were on an eight-hour shift, uh, it seemed uh, you know you only seemed to be there a few hours. It was just a uh, it was just a way to uh, lose myself. Uh, 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 into words and everything. Uh, you, you know, uh, the newspaper business then uh, is nowhere like it is now. Um, you know, um, I started out on a typewriter, and uh, and 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 it's all computers now, and uh, uh, it's just a very uh, different uh, kind of business, um, and. And I'm glad I was in the newspaper business in what I call the glory days, uh, <laughs> but I'm sad to say those days are over. When you said that you were laying out the pages, did, were you doing it by hand? Uh, yes. Uh huh. Yes. Uh, in fact, uh, when I started out, uh, uh, we were in uh, what's known as hot metal, and and so, so, so I would. Uh, draw out a page and I would send it down to the composing room. Uh, 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 and then I would go down, uh, uh, and I would watch the printers uh, as they laid out my page. Uh, and then, um, I did that for, for probably, uh, five or six years. Uh, and, uh, and then the computers, uh, started uh, coming in and everything. Uh, and then we laid the pages out, uh, uh, right on the computer screen. Mm -hmm. But, uh, but, uh, yeah, I started out, uh, uh, you know, in, in, in the days of hot metal and, uh, I still kind of miss those days. By hot metal, do you mean like die cut? Um, I mean like lead type, okay. uh, line of type machines. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. I was a scholastic journalist yeah. and, um, I lived in a kind of poor part of the County. And so even in the nineties, before we got computers in our school, we did hand layout. Um, right, right. And so, yeah. mm -hmm. but we, I never got to see the printing presses and I'm sure it was much more yeah. advanced, um, by then, but that's really yeah. interesting. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. If you've seen the movie The Post, I, I, I didn't get a I, I don't chance know if you've to. Seen that. Yeah. Yeah. It's they were in hot metal then, and and I saw that, and and I was almost uh, <laughs> I was almost moved out of tears. Uh, it was you know it was uh, such, such a unique uh, type of process. How how long were you really considering your book before you sat down to write it? Oh, oh, uh, you know, it. I really, I could never. I remember a time I didn't think about uh, uh, writing it, but uh, you know, pr probably probably a good. Uh, uh, 20 years, wow. I thought about it. At, fir at first, I thought it would be uh, just a kind of a memoir. Uh, you know, I thought 
that that's what it needed. And then uh, I started thinking about what I really wanted to say could best be done in fiction. Uh, and, uh, so, so, uh, the first, uh, three or four drafts, I were actually, uh, were, uh, 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 a kind of a memoir, but the, then I decided, uh, you know, what I want to say, uh, I really should try it in fiction. Uh, if you recall, uh, there's a character in the book, uh, uh, who's known as Mr. Sparrow, and and uh, he says that uh, he says that uh, more truth uh, can be found in fiction than in nonfiction. Like there uh, can be more truth. Uh, uh, in a painting rather than a photograph. That's why I chose, uh, uh, chose uh, fiction. Uh, I, I just I think I could say more. In your book, um, you talk a lot about the racial tensions in Memphis mm-hmm. during the time that the book is set. Were you aware? Were you really aware of those when, when you were a child? Or was it only in hindsight that you were able to analyze Yeah, those? you know... Uh, um, I do get that question a lot. And the best way I know how to answer that is I knew that something was not right. Uh, I did not understand why my best friend in all the world, uh, ma'am, why people would treat her like they did. Um, I did not understand that. Uh, and, and so the best thing I can say is that I was just confused. Um, you know, I was not, uh, smart enough, uh, to, to know what bigotry was. Um, I, you know, I just knew that something wasn't right. I was actually thinking about the part in the book where Victor says, I don't know if it's worse not being able to say words at all or being able to say them and not know what they mean and how that mm-hmm. applies to the same issue of the, the racial inequities um, where the adults are saying all these ignorant things, but they just don't know what their words mean. Do you think that, right. do you think that Paperboy helps you know break that silence now and show people what their words mean? Yeah. Uh... I sure do hope so. Um, you know, um, um, I think it's—I uh, think the way it's written, uh, it comes um, at, at the problem of race in a uh, um, in kind of a new way, uh, and, uh, and I would certainly hope it makes people uh, uh, think about. Uh, what they say, uh, words are, uh, words are powerful things. And, and I don't, um, you know, I think, uh, um, uh, I think that people who can talk 
uh, without any problems, I think they don't value the power of words as much as I do. Uh, you know, I don't know. That sounds a little <laughs> presumptuous, but <laughs> but that's uh, uh, the way I feel, though. I think it's reasonable when you have to consider every word as carefully as you had to as a child, like it would make you pay more right. attention. It's like having a lot right. of money to spend. People who have tons don't think about it as, as strictly as someone who has a very limited budget. I feel like it's kind of the same uh, thing. Oh, I think that's a very good analogy. Uh, that's the first time I've heard that. Uh, words are, uh, you know, words are priceless. You know, words are valuable. Uh, spend them wisely. <laughs> That's a very good analogy. <laughs> Thank you. Um, another person who seemed to really value the words was Mr. Spiro, who was such a great character. Was there anybody like that actually in your real life? <laughs> uh, no, there was not. Um, he is the only character in the book. Um, um, uh, who does not come right out of my childhood. Uh, a quick story I'll tell you about that. Um, when I was up with Random House uh, and the, and uh, uh, working with my editor on the book, uh, the, just because the book uh, was based a lot on my childhood, uh, they had uh, to vet uh, the characters, uh, and and so I explained uh, who this person was and this person and rat and 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 everybody, and then we came uh, to Mister Spiro, and I said, uh, you know, you know, he's completely fictional. Uh, don't you know? We don't have to worry about him. Uh, he's completely fictional. Uh, and my editor looked at me and said, "Oh, I know who Mr. Spiro is." And I kind of looked at her and I said, "You do?" And and she said, "Yes, uh, Mr. Spiro is you." Um, at sixty years old. And I thought a minute and uh, uh, I, I had to agree that she was right. Uh, he is the mentor uh, who I wish I had had uh, uh, when I was 11 and 12 years old. Uh, he is who I needed, uh, but uh, uh, he was not there, though. Uh, uh, and so I created him uh, 50 years later. <laughs> So where were you when you got the call from the Newberry committee? Well, um, uh, uh, once again, I have a story. <laughs> My agent uh, 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 called me on the Sunday uh, prior to the Newberry announcement. And she said, are you aware that that the Newberries I, I will be announced? Uh, tomorrow, and and I said um, I'm not uh, sure I knew that. I said, uh, uh, wh uh, why do you ask? <laughs> and uh, uh, 
and uh, and uh, she said, well, uh, well, I know that Random House is excited about your book, and uh, so you know, I, I was just wondering if you had any thoughts about it, and 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 I said, well, uh, now that you call, I guess I have thoughts about it. Um, and so I went on to bed, and, and I didn't think anything about it. Well, uh, as you know, uh, the, 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 they were meeting uh, that year in the Philadelphia, and uh, so, so the phone rang um, um, about 6 o'clock in the morning. Um, and my wife was up, and I was in bed still. Uh, and the first thing I thought about was, oh no, uh, one of the grandkids is sick, and I and I, you know, and so we're going to have to go <laughs> take care of that. Uh, and then I heard my wife scream, and uh, <laughs> she says it's Philadelphia, and so I answered the phone, and um, uh, you know, yeah. Uh, <laughs> You know how when you watch the Academy Awards and uh, you th- and these people either go up and say, "Oh, I had no idea. I'm caught off guard," you know, uh, and, and they kind of uh, stumble around and everything. And 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 I always thought uh, that was a fake. Well, I'll never think that's a fake again because that's exactly uh, uh, how I felt. Uh, they had me on a speakerphone, uh, and, and there was a crowd in the background, uh, and they were all <laughs> yelling and cheering, and they started asking me questions, and all I could think to say was, oh, thank you, thank you, thank you, <laughs> and I, I think that's all I said about, uh, about 15 times was thank you. I couldn't think of anything. So, uh, anyway, it was quite a thrill and, uh, and it's something I'll never, uh, forget. So the call from your agent, is that the only buzz you had heard about your book about the Paperboy being a Newberry contender? Uh, well, well, I, uh, you know, I, <laughs> I didn't have any idea it was a contender. I, I don't think anybody knows really. Uh, that uh, that's the way I understand it. I know that Random House, the, the, they told me uh, they had sent it in, but uh, I uh, I think all publishers send their books in, you know. So so, uh, so I didn't think much about that, but uh, uh, but uh, yeah, the call was just amazing. I'll never uh, forget that. So, uh, where was the ceremony? Uh, the, 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 uh, the, uh, uh, ceremony that year was in Las Vegas, um, uh, which, uh, uh, you know, it seems a little, uh, strange for the, for, for the American Library Association to meet in Las Vegas. Uh, come to find out though. Uh, I think they can only meet in like uh, 10 or 12 uh, cities uh, just because it's so large. Mm-hmm. And and so it was their time uh, uh, for Las Vegas. And uh, so, um, uh, yeah, uh, you know, you know, I wish it had been <laughs> New York or Boston. But but, hey, you know, Las Vegas is fine if you're getting the Newberry. <laughs> 
can you talk about the ceremony about attending the ceremony and anything that you remember about that? Yes. Uh, well, uh, uh, I guess a few things uh, are uh, are a special. Um, uh, I did get uh, to uh, t- talk to uh, Kate uh, DiCamillo. Uh, we got stuck in the Las Vegas airport for about six hours, and <laughs> uh, and so I had a good conversation uh, with Kate, uh, uh, who won the medal uh, that year. And and so I really enjoyed uh, talking uh, to her. Uh, the ceremony itself, uh, it was a uh, it was a huge room I, with uh, uh, with uh, with uh, thousands of people in it. Uh, we had recorded, uh, uh, I guess it was our acceptance uh, speeches, um, and and the, they were played. Uh, during the ceremony, and uh, so uh, um, I, I was a little, I, you know, I was taken aback in that, uh, you know, all the other <laughs> our recipients were so creative, you know, and they had their characters talking and everything, and I was just, I, I you know, I had a simple video, uh, once again, saying thank you, thank you, thank you, <laughs> but, uh, but uh, it was a grand experience. Just uh, talking with writers and everything is just uh, I, just really inspiring. Uh, I spent my whole life, uh, you know, with journalists, and it's uh, it's uh, it's a kind of a uh, it's a kind of a hard hewn uh, group there, uh, you know, of journalists. They're kind of uh, uh, you know. Uh, quick and gruff a lot of them um uh i found that writers though are are they want to uh 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 hear about you and about you know uh uh your thought process and everything and and i just i found it inspiring uh inspiring um i yeah um i don't i don't go to uh a lot of writers meetings, uh, you know, I figure the best thing I can do, uh, is just sit down in my chair and write. Uh, so, so, so I don't hang out a lot, uh, with fiction writers and it's, and it's probably, uh, probably up to my detriment. I wish I did more, but, uh, uh, it, uh, it seems like I have so much, to say now I better just sit down and and keep writing so you have a sequel to the paperboy coming out in the late summer is that right uh uh, it comes out August uh, the 1st and uh this is a little uh unusual uh in that the sequel it skips uh six years um, and so Victor, uh, I, I is now just out of high school, um, and he's getting ready uh, to go to college and, uh, he has a job, uh, as a copy boy, uh, at the Memphis newspaper. And, um, uh, the, the reason I wrote it like that, well, uh, 
first I should explain. Uh, when Paperboy came out, uh, my, my agent asked me if I was uh, planning on a sequel, and I said, no. Um, uh, I said everything I wanted to in that book. Uh, you know, I poured my heart out. Uh, I told the story uh, exactly the way I wanted to, and and so I don't think I should think about a sequel. Uh, uh, and then I told my publisher that also, uh, and and I told everybody that for uh, for about uh, three years. Um, and I was uh, down in Sarasota, Florida, uh, speaking at a school, and uh, um, I, I, um, I spoke to all the classes. Uh, uh, and then they had a luncheon uh, for me, uh, and they invited a few students who, uh, um, uh, who were deeply invested in the book. Um, uh, and I chatted with them and this, and this one girl, I, I think that, that she was an eighth grader or something. Uh, she, she came up and asked me, uh, what happened, uh, uh, to Mr. Spira. And I said, well, um, I can tell you what happened to all the other characters in the book because they are real people. I can't tell you what happened out of Mr. Spiro though. And I saw a tear coming down her cheek and her voice started quivering. And she said, I know, that's what I'm talking about. You made him up once, and so you can make him up again. <laughs> and 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 she was in tears. And so I got back on the plane. I come back home, and I said, "I've you know, <laughs> I've got to do something. I can't let this young lady down." And and uh, so and so I started. Uh, uh, sketching out a narrative uh, right there on the plane, and and a couple of years later, I had a book, uh, and and it's not it, uh, uh, it's not quite as autobiographical um, uh, as Paperboy is, but there's but uh, once again, there is quite a bit. Uh, uh, of my actual life uh, in the book, and uh, and uh, uh, one thing I did is I went back through all the letters um, I I had received uh, fr from readers, and I tried to answer uh, a lot of their questions about you know what did this mean, uh, what did that mean. Uh, what do you think about this and that? And uh, uh, so, so, uh, uh, so I did write a sequel, but, um, but I, my thought was uh, I wanted the character to to kind of grow uh, with my readers, uh, and 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 so I and. So I pick up the paper boy uh, six years later, and and I think that works. Uh, it 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 shows uh, he's still uh, 
uh, stutters, uh, but it shows uh, how his thought press uh, thought uh, processes uh, have changed, and it shows uh, uh, how he has matured and and uh, what he has learned uh, in those uh, six years. So, so, so I think it works in that respect. A quick question um, mm-hmm. about your musical efforts with Jim Wan. I was wondering, how did that come about? <laughs> well, here's another story for you. I'm just full of stories, <laughs> aren't I? Uh, a good friend of mine from college uh, 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 who had read the book, and, and uh, he's a writer also and, and, a, and a, a, uh, a scholar, and and so I had thought about, uh, you know, I thought about if this could possibly, uh, uh, if there was a play in it, uh, uh, if it could be t- t- turned into a drama. And the, uh, the first thing he s- said to me was, uh, <laughs> I think it should be a musical. And I said, oh, what? And uh he said it should be a musical, and I said, "Well, that's all well and good, ex- ex- except I can't write songs." And uh, and he and he and he said, "Well, you need to talk to a friend of mine." And uh, and 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 I said, "Okay." And I said, "Who?" And he said, uh, uh, "Jim Wan, uh, the creator uh, of Pump Boys and Dinettes, uh, uh, which ran on Broadway for several years." Uh, uh, and then, and was, uh, then he's written uh, uh, several other uh, 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 plays and musicals. And I said, okay. Uh, and so I sent a Jim the book, and um, and a few weeks later, uh, I got an email back, and he said, I think we need to talk. Uh, uh, and so that was about a year ago. Uh, and since then, uh, he, uh, he has written just uh, about, uh, uh, let's see, I, I think it's up to 18 now, uh, songs, which, which just floor me every time I get one. You, you can uh, uh, say things in the musical which you really couldn't get to in the book and uh and uh so i just find it uh thrilling and uh we're we're uh we have spent about a year on it and uh and i think in about uh uh uh, uh three or four months i think we will uh, have it ready to uh uh to uh, show to somebody uh who can uh uh, who can make it happen? Maybe. Uh, so it, it, it's uh, it's been a thrilling uh, process. It really has. And did I read correctly that it's going to incorporate American Sign Language? Uh, yes, yes. Uh, 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 here's one of the neat things about it. Uh, if you recall that that the, there's a character in the book uh, called a TV boy. Uh, who who uh, uh, who speaks with American Sign Language? Well, 
uh, Jim said it should be it, uh, the, that character uh, uh, should be a young girl, and I said okay, and 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 so I got to write this new character uh, who's based on TV Boy, except it's TV Girl now, and uh, and uh, she uses uh, 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 sign language and. Uh, Jim, Jim has written the song, it's called Dancing With Our Hands, uh, 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 where the two characters, uh, speak with each other in song and then, uh, with American Sign Language. And, and each time I hear it, I start crying. I mean, it, it is, it is so powerful and, uh, 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 it adds to a layer um, about a communication and 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 about how important it is. And uh, so, so, so I'm just extremely excited about it. We want to know if you have a favorite Newberry book other than your own. Um, you know, uh, I guess the one I was really, uh, uh, taken by, um, um, uh, it's probably a book, uh, called a one came home and, uh, uh, I've got the honor, uh, the, uh, the, uh, the same year as mine, and 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 I read it. Uh, I put it down, and then I read it again, and then I got to uh, 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 speak with the author, and and it just became it's it's a uh, uh, you know uh, like mine. I think it's a book for everybody. Uh, it's a story uh, just so. I just told uh, so well, um, and uh, and so that's the one. Uh, you know, I guess a lot of the older books uh, are are some I read to my children. Thank you for joining the Newberry Tart interview of Vince Fodder. We'll see you next time. assistance for Newberry Tart is provided by Raphael Siebenman and Liam Grove. Graphic design by Liz Meitinger. Intro and outro by Ariana Hargrave. Theme music for this podcast is provided by the laid-back and local Throckmorton Ukulele Band. You can hear more of their music on Facebook. Find more Newberry Tart episodes at iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Our website is Newberry Tart. That's N E W B E R Y T A R T dot com.